This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network or find us on socials. Seize Your Adventure is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. Hello adventurers, I am Fran Tarowskis and you are listening to Seize Your Adventure. So today is in fact International Podcast Day, which is why I've held the episode back for September to give you this one now. This episode is in fact taken from Seize Your Adventure's Instagram page. Some of you who follow on Instagram will have noticed that Frankie has been taking over quite a lot recently. So she's having a very exciting adventure at the moment out in Spain. And I thought you'd probably want to see what she's doing a little bit more than me sat behind a computer at the moment. Frankie and I had an Instagram live chat about a month ago, just before she moved out to Spain. And today's episode is a slightly edited version of that chat for you. So for those of you that didn't see that chat, this is your chance to learn a little bit more about Frankie. If you have seen that Instagram live already, don't worry, Frankie is working hard on her episode in her spare time. So you'll be getting a brand new episode from her in the near future. In the meantime, I hope that you enjoy this one. And if you would like to hear a new episode, you can actually head over to the Patreon page. So if you head to patreon.com forward slash seizure adventure, patrons that are signed up at the $10 and above amount are actually getting a new episode today as well. So for $10, you get bonus episodes every month and you get content between the seasons as well. So if you are enjoying Seizure Adventure and you'd like to support and get a bit of bonus episodes, do consider heading over there and taking a look. But for now, here is my chat with Frankie from Instagram Live back in August. Enjoy. Ah, the moment of truth. Any second now. Hello. Okay, this is really exciting. Uh, so I believe you are newly back home. You just got back this afternoon from your holiday. Is that right? Yeah. So I I was supposed to come home about a week ago and I ended up making some friends, as I generally tend to do all over the place. And they gave me a place to stay. They had a spare room. So I stayed for a little longer, did a bit more surfing. I learned to skateboard finally, did some more walking, yoga, climbing. It was great. I'm super jealous. So we obviously saw a little bit of you doing the surfing with your family and you were teaching your your brothers to surf. Is that the first time that you managed to get them to surf? One of my brothers had done a little bit of surfing before um, Mm. on his travels, but they'd never surfed with me. They'd never seen me surf. It's something that we've all got into independently. And I was like, okay, right. Those of you that don't know, we're going to, we're going to all get to know. So hopefully we can do it more as a family. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, thank you for like letting us watch that, your little family get-together as well. It was really nice to kind of like, get insight into how you're kind of like building adventure into your life, essentially. You did ask folks for some questions when you were doing your live. So I have a few of them written down here. A couple of the questions were quite similar, so I've amalgamated them in places. But the first thing actually wasn't a question at all. It was just a comment. 
from Jared, who was obviously on the podcast. Yeah. And he just said, you were so rad. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. little, little comment from oh, Jared that's there. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> that was just a comment from him. No, I was going to say, it's just a massive compliment to hear that from him because I reached out to him originally when I first started getting really sick with my seizures and they became unmanageable and I'd seen that he'd been surfing through I guess a google search or something because I just I was desperate to know if anyone surfed with this condition and uh, I reached out to him and then he obviously put me in contact with you so it was great fun and then I love to see that he's seeing me going on and thriving knowing that he kind of put that in place which is yeah cool. that's it I mean uh, Jared is just definitely one of the one of the folks that was out there already just nice and easy to find and he's doing kind of great stuff in terms of just making that awareness like you say just a little search and you can find him quite easily so awesome guy awesome compliment totally agree uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of questions about how um how you got into surfing so how old were you and how did you start surfing so i didn't really grow up doing it i've always loved the beach loved the sea i reckon i had a couple of lessons when i was younger because i remember me and my dad ended up buying a foam board when i was around nine or ten and actually i didn't use it all that often and i only got back into it when i was doing a bit traveling so before yeah. i went to uni i took some time out taught english in latin america and i got to ecuador and i met another boy um and he sort of walked down the beach and he stopped when he got to me and I was just sitting there reading my book minding my own business and he said hey do you want to come surfing with me and I I don't know why there was something in me that just couldn't say no <laughs> so, so yeah I became really close with him and some of his friends and ended up sacking off the rest of my travel plans to just live with them and do a lot of surfing before they dropped me at the airport to fly home yeah, that's all. that's just so nice when you just find something that you weren't expecting in terms of yeah, especially the surfing here, which has carried on. But you know, just being open to that kind of change in plans. I was um, going to say, like, yeah. surfing brings you an adventure wherever you go. Like mm -hmm. this weekend, for example, I just was going to go and hang out by myself, have a few friends come down to see me, and then I just got chatting to a group of people that were just so like-minded and so interesting and they were like hey we don't really want you to go home why don't you come and stay at our house for a while which was pretty cool so i'm back home at the moment to get my ducks in a line because i'm going to spain soon mm -hmm. but before that i'm going to go back to wales and stay with them a bit more and just do more surfing and have more fun yeah that's so cool so uh, we'll come on to spain in a little bit actually that a few folks have asked about but for the moment how, how old were you so yeah so it would have been just after i was about 19 you know, I get distracted. Yeah, 19 no. is when I got into it. And then I spent the last, like, two years just being obsessed with it. And because I live in Manchester or Birmingham, landlocked situation. So yes. fortunate enough to have my driving license. But before that, when I couldn't drive because my seizures weren't great, I'd be hitching a ride to the beach with my friends every other weekend. Mm. Just it becomes an obsession and it's really, really dangerous. <laughs> Well, um, talking about the dangerous in a slightly different sense, you won't be mm -hmm. surprised to like hear that there were a couple of people asking, do you have to take extra precautions because of your seizure history or is there anything that is dangerous there or, or what, what could people do to help if you were to have a seizure? Yeah. yeah, my relationship with surfing is very different to everyone else's, especially because I have 
these seizures and these events and that is something that I'm going to talk a lot about in my own episode of the podcast I'm just going to plug that a little bit there um so I'm going to be talking to some friends about like their perspective on surfing with me and how they perceive my safety in the water it's definitely been a difficult journey with a few near misses and one not so near miss and it's really about my relationship with my body it's taken me time to like tune up to really how I'm feeling and how I can be safe but as long as I know I've got enough energy to paddle out and paddle back in again when I'm surfing then I'm generally all right but again the precautions I tend to make is never surf alone so I've always got a friend in the water with me that knows that I have this condition so should I encounter any trouble they'd be looking out for me Uh, I always tell the lifeguards if there's any on the beach I just pop in and say hi uh, I'm Frankie this is my situation. These are my contact details. I'm going for a surf now. I should be fine because I know my own body very well. But just if I wash up, don't be too surprised, I guess. But yeah, my the main thing for me is knowing my own limitations, which that has been quite difficult. It's something that it took me about two years to learn. And I kind of realised in the past week that I know now when I'm overdoing it, which is it's pretty cool because I've got a lot of surfing done in the last 10 days. But maybe a few days ago, really massive swell. And there's a there's a new break that I've not surfed before called the Harbour Trap, which is just outside my friend's house. Saw it, it was pumping, it was amazing. And everyone's going, come on, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. And I was so tempted, but I was so tired. And I just, mm-hmm. before I would have gone out and surfed that and then today that day I was just like I'm look I'm really sorry I can't do it I ended up going to the skate park with my friend and I came home that evening and we were just watching tv or whatever and my I don't have big seizures anymore touch wood but I do still get like myoclonic jerks and other things and my arm had like a myoclonic jerk episode I ended up grabbing it so hard I got a bruise so Obviously, that was just from skating and overdoing it so much. But had I gone in the water, that could have been really serious. You, you've you absolutely hit on a couple of things there. Obviously, it can be dangerous, but a yeah. a sport like even skating, but surfing in particular, climbing, all of these things that we do, there are dangers there anyway. So having that awareness that there is an extra danger is number one. And you are sharing your condition with the people you're surfing with and with the the lifeguards, which is so important. And it's something that I hear over and over. It's something that I advocate for all the time. If you are wanting to do anything, but particularly with Mm. adventure sports, that trust with people and being able to actually share it is crucial. Because if you don't speak to people and they aren't aware there is the potential for putting other people in danger. Exactly. Um, And I think what you're doing there is by being very open and honest, everybody is able to say whether they are comfortable with you having the condition and comfortable with the surf that day and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important. And like you say, over the past couple of years, it's been a little bit tricky and you you might put yourself in danger at times, unfortunately. Yeah. you have now got to that stage where you made decisions to not do something to keep yourself safe. And it could well be that you you would have been absolutely fine, but you, but you didn't to want to take that risk. Because yeah. there's but, been 
and I'll talk a little bit more about this in my episode as well, but there's been times where I've taken that risk and that hazard of me having a seizure has realised itself, which mm. obviously isn't great for me or my body, but it's actually the toll it has on other people. Yeah. I couldn't live with that anymore. Yeah. It got really difficult for a, a select group of people that are in my close friendship circle and I had to really reevaluate what I wanted to do and how... Yeah. I was going to have to change my behaviour if I wanted to keep these people close to me. And I didn't want to jeopardise my whole surfing career, if you will, because Mm. people didn't want to go with me because they knew that I was a liability. So, it, yeah, it's taken a lot of honesty and a lot of trial and error. But um, managing my time, managing my body, telling my friends, telling lifeguards. And I'd also recommend if anyone was thinking of, like, getting into it but didn't kind of have the same community or whatever... The sil- I've actually snapped mine, so I'm not wearing it. But I usually wear a little silver tag on it that says, Frankie, mm. you're and then whatever medication I'm taking. And then on the back, it's got my dad's phone number and one of my friend's phone numbers, which yeah. are always really good. Because if you do wash ashore or something happens and you end up in the care of a lifeguard or an EMT, they always have your details then and know how to give you the best adequate care. That's it. And you you and I have spoken a little bit about it. Like you say, you're going to go into it in much more detail in your podcast. So we won't kind of like talk about it much more. But obviously, just to say everyone who's watching, um, when you when we do it in the podcast, there is always that disclaimer there. Everyone's decisions when it comes to adventure sports and epilepsy are going to be different. And as Frankie said, there are decisions which she has made in the past that she wouldn't make today. And that's mm. just something be aware of with yourself when you're you're out there and doing things as well so yeah it's just good to be able to share those stories when when you're ready to share them essentially we have another question which you you were saying if you're looking at getting into surfing I think this is generally rather than um, specifically if you have seizures but how is it how's the best way to get into surfing what would you recommend for someone like myself I still haven't managed to go and do it yet so I would say yeah no I'm desperate to get you in the water so we have so much fun I'd say go and do it just go and try it the best way to do it is go down to the beach find a local surf shop and sort of say hi I've never surfed before I'd love a lesson they'll usually give you a quick hour and they'll do a better demonstration that I did the other day more (laughs) in depth one because all surf instructors are qualified beach lifeguards Mm. so they're proper professionals that can handle anyone in the water but we're going to again talk a little bit more about their qualifications in my podcast episode yeah I'd go down to a beach and just say hi I want to try surfing and hope that they've got a spot for you and then after you've had that initial lesson it's all very very personal how you go from there I have found and a lot of my other friends have found that you become a better surfer the more time you spend in the water it almost feels directly proportional Mm. having the basic fitness to like stand up on the board and paddle around in the water are all great helps because as soon as you've got the technique you can only improve from there but like the most important thing is if you're a beginner, don't, it's, it is tricky. It's really hard to stand up and it's really hard to catch a wave, but you've still got to enjoy the times that you do because it's really corny and people say it all the time, but it really is true that the best surfer out there is the one that's having the most fun. So yeah. you just, yeah, you just got to go out and 
God, I'm going to be an awful self. <laughs> you know what? I was at the beginning, and I, I remember I ran for my university surf committee, and my speech to get elected was, I never thought I'd love something I suck at so much. <laughs> um, and you know what? These days, I am a little bit better. And that's really exciting because my pro like your progression, it becomes addictive. It's like smoking, but worse, because you can't always get in the sea, and you're just like, oh, I just want to go for a surf. I do hear this a lot from surfers that it is like <laughs> literally like an addiction. It does worry me ever so slightly. But uh... the thing is, is it, it everyone talks about surfing as if it's a sport, which it definitely is. It's a lot of phys like physical fitness activity, but it's a lot of it. It's it's not just a sport for a lot of us. It's a lifestyle or a like a pastime or just a way of life. I mm. I can't really explain it. Yeah. Get out there, yeah. ask, ask, some, ask someone help for help, ask someone for help. Yeah, yeah, always, always yeah. ask someone for help and don't, like, if you're a beginner surfer, don't ever go out if there's not a lifeguard on duty mm. because that can end disastrously. Like, the waves might be massive because there's a huge storm swell coming in and that's great, but if there's a current that's going to, like, take you out, then there's nothing that anyone can do, to, especially like if no one even knew where you were going. So yeah, tell everyone where you're going, make sure that it's always like a guarded beach and just have loads of fun. Hello there. My name is Cathy Kamleitner and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Wild for Scotland. If you enjoy traveling, spending time outside, learning about nature, or simply relaxing to a good story, check out Wild for Scotland and join me for inspiring journeys from the cobbled streets of Edinburgh to the sandy beaches of the Western Isles. We go on scenic road trips up and down the country, hop from island to island, immerse ourselves in Scottish history, culture and landscapes, and meet passionate locals who love sharing their own little corners of Scotland. Think of it like story time for adults that inspires you to head out and learn about the world around you. So join me on the Wild for Scotland podcast. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. And again, those are just kind of like basic things that pretty much every episode that I've talked about, it's that basic stuff that epilepsy whatever condition you have whether you have no condition at all they're basic health and safety things when you're going out and doing these sports let someone know where you're going do it with someone if you um, aren't confident have the right gear you know all of these basic yeah. stuff when you're when you're going out and doing that essentially and I'd say particularly I know it was aimed at as it was a general question but I would say if you particularly if you have a seizure disorder obviously take extra care of yourself make sure you're body is properly fueled to do so but also remember that in the winter the sea is three months behind the actual seasons mm. so surfing winter is january to march sometimes even february to april wear a hood wear a wetsuit hood because if if your head gets cold if you get brain freeze that's not funny mm. and i i noticed that i at the beginning was very 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 concerned about dipping my head under the water to get under the waves just because all my other friends are complaining, like, oh, my goodness, I've got brain freeze. This is so cold. And I was there like, yeah, and my brain is very, very sensitive. Yeah. And like, because all of us that have these kind of conditions, like we don't always know what our triggers are. And they're such 
wide diverse symptoms whenever I was like oh epilepsy so you must not like flashing lights eh and I'm like Mm -hmm. well I don't really like flashing lights no but there's so much more to it than you'd even believe again it's like epilepsy it's so great to talk about because it's such a misunderstood condition but it does fall into those categories that other conditions have similar things I mean like my slightly different generation but my dad has a heart condition he had a heart attack a few years ago and so he's been told don't do cold water swimming don't go into a like a swimming pool that's too cold and that kind of thing so it's Speaking, speaking to mm. doctors yeah, as well if there is anything fair. that you're concerned about and yeah just kind of like make sure you do your research if you're doing anything new is is always good whether that's speaking to someone that kind of like knows or uh, about looking up some of the blog posts and listening to some of the episodes on CJ yeah. um, but lots of research lots of talking to people always going to get you into better better place essentially. Um, let's double check if I miss any questions. Um, what's your favourite place to surf? Oh, this is a tricky one. I've been, <laughs> I've been so fortunate to have been able to surf all over the world. I'm really, I love travelling, but I'm very good at making it work for me. So I use a site called World Packers a lot where you can do work exchanges oh. and a lot of the time, like, so you can go and work somewhere for six weeks and stay there for free and be fed and if you can go somewhere with surf, then that's that's the best opportunity. I I don't know. The place I learned, Kanoa in Ecuador, will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm. But where I've been last week, this is a place called Borth, Mid Wales. Best place in the world, if you ask me. My family, my family has a home there. We've had it, it's been in my house, been in my house, been in my family for a very long time because my dad's dad built it with his own hands. Oh, which wow. is pretty crazy. Yeah, good family history there. <laughs> it's always really booked up in the summer because everyone wants to be there because it's such a lovely place. But in the winter, we get these grisly sort of winter swells and you get really good surf there recently mm. because they've a- they've added rocks to the sea as flood defence, which has created an artificial mm-hmm. break. So yeah. I can't ever remember people surfing there. And then in the last five years, it's exploded and everyone's in the water which that's not always great but it's but you get some really good really big unexpected days there and you can go out and it's different every single time and uh it's just it's just my happy place I take a lot of my friends there I meet a lot of friends there and yeah so both I'd say both is one of my favorite it's so close as well it's um you know especially especially more kind of like we could we could have gone away there's lots of us that are having to Mm. kind of like come back to the uk at the moment and that kind of thing so yeah that sometimes the uk is best we've got some good things out there it's fantastic as well because i am very lucky that my family trusts me to have a set of keys and just come and go and leave the place tidy Mm-hmm. So it's it's two and a half hours from where I live in Birmingham. But when I'm at uni, it's again two and a half hours. So I can go down, occasionally skip the odd lecture, go down, stay a couple of days for the weekend, get loads of good surfing in and come back as if nothing ever happened. It's yeah. it's really exciting and really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking a little bit about uni, you there oh. was a question about... Oh, I completely lost it. 
Oh, what are your plans after uni? That was it. Oh, oh what goodness. What's your, what are you doing next? Um, they they change daily. I My academic <laughs> career has a long way still left in it, which is really, really exciting. So I do, if anyone didn't know, I do international disaster management and humanitarian response. But I also do Spanish. So a bit of a mouthful. And there's a lot of content involved. But again, I love it. I love to give myself a challenge. This involves a placement year which is coming up next. So I've just finished my second year and I've got my year out and then I come back and I've got another year. I had so many options for this placement year and I was so excited. I got, I found myself a lot of really interesting voluntary roles or internships in Ecuador and Peru and Mexico, either working in education or working with Venezuelan migrants to access the legal system and stuff. And it was, I was so excited. And then COVID-19 happened and it's all been a bit of a nightmare to be honest. It's been really upsetting because I had to see a lot of my plans fall to pieces and that was that's quite difficult. I do struggle with a change of plan but I kind of stuck to my guns because my university would be emailing me every day being like oh it's not too late to change your mind and just go to University of Barcelona and do it online. So I'm quite proud of myself for this one. I stuck to my guns and said no I really don't want to do that. I'm gonna I'm going to find a job if it kills me. And um, I did. So I, I, so I got a job in Mexico. And I was supposed to be going in September to work with a organisation called Misión Mexico, and it takes kids out of gangs and gets them into education and like look, teaches them family values and also teaches them to surf and so they can get valuable jobs, valuable employment in the surf industry when they turn eighteen, and that's amazing. And that is still on my to-do list, but the university has not approved it because I can't travel to Mexico just yet. So I've put that one on the back burner for now. And on the 1st of September, I've just accepted a job in a place called Conil de la Frontera in Spain. And I'm going to be managing a surf camp next to a hotel. I had the interview the other day. I was putting an interview for the for just a job in the hotel. And I was in Wales and I didn't have any Wi-Fi. So I sat on my uncle's drive like I did when I was doing my um, takeover yeah. and I Skyped them. And I sort of said, look, this is really embarrassing to admit, but I'm doing an interview and I don't even know who I'm interviewing for because it, I got set up through an agency. I said, mm. this is really embarrassing. I, I'm on holiday. And I haven't got any Wi-Fi. I, I haven't been able to research you guys. I'm doing this interview blind, but I'm really interesting. So just ask me whatever you want. And the gentleman that was interviewing me was so so lovely and he was like oh what are you doing on holidays asking me all about myself and so I was obviously telling him all about my surfing and yeah. all these things that I wanted to do and he said well I was actually interviewing you for a, this job but um I've got a space opening in like to manage my surf camp um, and I think that you'd be perfect for it so after bank holiday me and my dad are going to embark on a little road trip gonna drive to Spain and my dad's gonna fly home and I'm gonna be there surfing till about April which is really exciting no that's gonna be so much fun congratulations on getting that thank you this is like you say sticking to your guns just kind of like plugging away at it and uh, it came good and I think there's times where my hard-headedness has definitely been my downfall and I've gone and done something just because everyone told me that I couldn't over the years I've had to learn like what hills to die on kind of thing pick my battles as such and uh this one's paid off which is really exciting yeah it's awesome obviously i'm going to try and get some money together so that i can come over and visit you there and maybe we can do yes. some stuff there. 
I uh, love that. Because I'm always going to go back to Spain whenever I can. Uh, of course. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, well, I was going to have this conversation with you privately, but I'm probably going to carry on <laughs> posting a little bit of content while yeah. I'm out there because in my downtime, I'll have nothing much to do other than a friend's going to give me a skateboard so I can get good at that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, just sort of doing that. I'll post a bit more content. But if any of my friends or any of like the followers or that anyone in this community needs to come to Spain for a holiday and wants to get some surfing, just send me a message. We can book you in and I can teach you to surf and it'll be great. You are going to be inundated now. There's going to be so many. Uh, <laughs> I'd love that. that <laughs> I'd love that because the thing I love about surfing is not just the sport or like not just the physical activity of doing the surfing, but the people, the kind of people that it attracts. Yeah. Everyone I've ever met that surfs has been so welcoming, so friendly. And so they've got a really fresh and precious perspective on life. Always up for anything, this, cat, that, this, that and the other. And I just, as much as a lot of surfers hate the water being really crowded, because so do I. Like, if there's loads of people in my lineup, I'm not going to be that happy about it. But that is overtaken by the fact that I want to share my passion for surfing with as many people as possible. I've got friends that I just mm. keep taking surfing, being like, you will fall in love with it like I do. So I have someone to surf with in the future. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of that one, to be honest. You can't beat it, that shared passion. No, no. It's the connection I have with other people that surf. It's it's almost like telepathic, but that's mm. a bit extreme and weird. So, yeah, let's dial it down a little bit. But generally, surfers are fantastic people. And I would like to introduce as many other fantastic people to that community. While also advocating for us all to be safe. Do you have anything else to leave us with? Is there anything you'd like to say before? Yeah, so I'm okay. going to drop a little self-promotion. I've got a lot of content coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be coming out with my very own episode. I've got three beautiful friends that I've got lined up to interview at the moment. And I might have one more extra special guest if I can talk him into it. But that's all under wraps. We're going to tell my story but we're also going to have a little look at my friend's story because it's very easy when these traumatic things are happening to you to forget that it's not just you that's impacted by this. I've got so many friends that have had really, really awful times trying to deal with me and my health. And I think it's really important that we give them the opportunity to say, well, this is how I felt about it. And some of the decisions that I've made that I'm not proud of, some of the times I've served when I shouldn't have done, have definitely impacted them and I think it's time for me to address that and to share that with other people because like I say surfing's really exciting and it's really addictive and it's very easy to get wrapped up in it but you always have to put your health first and I only learned that very recently. Well I'm I'm super excited for it for exactly the reasons you said there I think it's going to be really interesting to to get that perspective from a, a few other people in your life essentially and yeah yeah it's going to be an awesome episode so for all of you out there if you're not already subscribed to seize your adventure go ahead and subscribe now you should be able to find it on all your podcast platforms anything apple podcast spotify stitcher wherever you are go and subscribe now so that you do not miss frankie's episode because it is going to be a pretty awesome one thank you so much frankie for the takeover last week had so much fun. I got to run around and pretend to be an Instagram influencer for the day. 
everyone I was with, did it. You did it. Everyone I was with kept making I'm not. fun of me for like running around with my phone in front of me, being like, "Hey guys!" But yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great fun, and I just managed to take a whole like two week surfing trip and call it research. So, yeah. what more could you want? So there we are. I hope that chat gave you a little bit more of an idea as to why Frankie is such a great person to have on the Seizure Adventure team. So just a reminder that Seizure Adventure is supported by patrons. If you would like some of that bonus content I talked about, head on over to patreon.com forward slash seizure adventure and you can sign up for as little as three dollars a month that gets you the seizure adventure newsletter and we have a new tier as well of five dollars a month and that one will just give you bonus episodes between seasons so that you won't miss seizure adventure that's all for today so until next time safe adventures everyone this podcast is part of the tremula network adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network.